All right, Mitch. Thanks for doing this. Um, yeah, we've kind of been talking for a little bit. And I think our common thread was Harvey, right? Harvey Martin. Um, yep. And I guess the Mariners is, is a common thread as well. But uh, yeah. That's fine. <laughs> yeah. It's so funny. I heard you're, you do a podcast with Harvey whenever that was during the summer, I guess. And I was like, how have I not talked to this guy? Like, th- this is weird, you know? Um, but, you know, I'm in the minor leagues doing minor league stuff, and you're in the big leagues doing big league stuff. And it was like I just never even had talked to you up until then. Yeah, and, and I'm uh, sure yeah. COVID played a part as well, yeah. Yeah, exactly. And it's just funny that the, the doors Harvey has sort of helped me open up and just, you know, because he just gets after it with, you know, his entrepreneurship and, and it's really helped me with that, you know, and just not being afraid to ask people, you know, it's, it's not that hard just to ask. I think people in the end just want to help each other in some way. And, and, and that's what I've been discovering now The it's, you know, it doesn't mean yeah. anything about you when you ask other people <laughs> to, to help out. And yeah, so I appreciate you, you getting on here and just like our, of overall- course, our overall conversations have been really helpful for me, you know? Thank you. Same to you. Yeah. yeah I've enjoyed, I've enjoyed talking to you and yeah, I always enjoy like-minded people and, and actually as well, learning from people who aren't like-minded is, is also well to kind of expand how you think about things and challenge your arguments, but mm-hmm. yeah, it's been good. Yeah. Yeah. It's been, you know, the like-mindedness with, with what we talk about, what you and I have been talking about over the last however many months is I don't, there's probably not too many people on that thread of thought. I don't think. Um, but I, but I also think that it's going to be more of a common thing that people do talk about, um, just with, you know, learning from our nature and our own physiology and, and taking those things and turning them into, you know, more of an optimal life. And I I sense that you do that really well. Uh, Have you, have you like how long has that been going on for you where you've sort of tapped into something different that makes you you know enjoy life more get the more out of your physicality yeah i mean i think it's been a very slow gradual um increase of awareness and and those types of things especially for how my body feels or how my mind's operating over the years and i think it started in college um I started training at a facility called Sparta Science in Menlo Park, California, and they were just really big on, you know, healthy habits and, and establishing good sleep habits, establishing establishing good training habits and eating habits. So that kind of all was the kicker for me. And then every off season, it seems like I, I one up the level of my diet and my sleep and everything just goes to another level where, you know, this off season, I'm like, oh no, it can't get any better next year. Like I've like, I'm already feel like I'm what you know, and there's days where you struggle but for the most part I'm already doing so much I was like ah, there's no way I can get better next year and the next off season there's I mean this has happened the past the six years it's like there's always a, something else you can add in that, that makes it better um, but I also think it's really important to do the basic simple things you know don't get too crazy and, and try to be searching all over the internet or, or talking to so many different people and, and then you miss the, the big um things you need to do you know for me is like training hard um training smart and having to do a diet having good sleep and 
making sure I'm managing stress and focus. And for me, those that those two things tie into breathing a lot. So I know that's stuff we've talked about before. Yeah. Um, and the, all those things supplement each other. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's been good. Yeah. It's interesting what you said, you know, like you, you, you were taught about breathing or sleeping nutrition, and then every year sort of one upping that awareness to those certain aspects of your life. But I think, you know, you, you were gifted, right. As a, as a player with, without those things, you know, when you were a kid, you just were really good at baseball. Right. Um, and it's hard to draw a line from as you get older from good sleep to, uh, you know, hitting 300 or because I ate well, I was able to, you know, be more focused in my bats or whatever it is. I think that we don't really correlate those things naturally. Um, it's just, you know, I think a lot of guys just go, well, I'm really good at this and they don't really understand why until you get older. You know what I mean? So, um, like when did you become more aware of that? Like, was that like, did you ever draw that line of like, Hey, when I do this, I actually feel better and I play better. Like when did that ever, like, when did that happen for you? Or like, why did that happen for you? So I guess a lot of the stuff that I've been interested in and and mess around with and try to adapt is like literally by science, right? Like these things are proven to help you. Like if you eat healthy foods, nutritious whole foods, you're going to have uh, clearer thinking. You're going to be able to focus better. It's, it's it's scientific. Same with sleeping. Like if you're if you're not eating and crushing a huge meal right before you go to sleep, you're going to sleep better. Um, all these things that I've done are kind of backed by science. And you're right. Like a lot of I'll have a lot of you know whether it's a teammate or a guy I've trained with ask questions about that kind of stuff. And some people um, I've been really lucky that I've had um, you know I would say a mentor one of my men- two of my mentors. Uh, we're really big on that and just like being a healthy human first before you're even a healthy athlete. And those things tie into each other really well. And um, food, sleep, you know, ha- making sure you're drinking a lot of water, make sure you're avoiding soda, not drinking alcohol. All these things are, are going to help you because it's, it, it's scientific. Like it's not just my opinion. Um, so I think for me, that was the easy selling point. And, and I've always been that way. We're like, if you can prove that something's going to help, uh, me that's natural, I'm going to do it or at least, or at least try to do it and see how I feel. Um, and I've, I've only early on, I would say I didn't notice a huge difference. And then slowly as I got better habits of with, within eating and sleeping, I've seen a big difference of if I slack, then I know right away. Like when I, if I go eat fast food, uh, which I almost never do, but when I, if I, you know, I'll go to in and out every once in a while. And when I get it, I don't feel good after I have it. <laughs> It doesn't doesn't sit well with me. Mm-hmm. Um, when I go eat out at a restaurant, I usually, you know, which I haven't done in like ten months now, or almost a year from COVID, yeah. I don't usually feel that great after, as opposed to making my own food at home. Um, so a lot, a lot of the stuff's trial and error, but like it's it's backed by science, you know. Yeah. Why is that so hard for most people, though? You you know what I mean? Like it's like people don't just go. That's I, I think this is normal for you, but I think for most people, they crush Chick Fil A or In and Out or whatever yeah. it is, and and then they have it's a bad, easier man. What's it's that? easier and yeah, it's it's way easier to just not think. Like for me, it's a a lot of my day is is um, spent around cooking and eating, and 
my wife and I, like we enjoy to cook. We enjoy making uh, our food at home. And I try to not eat out as much as possible. And when I do choose to eat out, I choose to eat at a place that's healthy uh, just because it makes me feel better. I, my stomach feels better. Um, I think clearer and I, I don't hit that. I don't have any brain fog when I do that. Um, and I think for a lot of people, you know, they don't know how good they can feel. That's one thing. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. if you haven't tried it, you don't know that, wow, what I'm currently feeling is not ideal until you go on like a really, uh, say like a healthier diet or healthier lifestyle. And you're like, wow, I can't believe, you know, it's funny. Like people just pop antiacids or all these things or, you know, tums all the time because their stomach hurts. But it's like, why? There's a reason for that. It's probably because you're eating something that you shouldn't be eating. You know, yeah. if you need all these different supplements to help you not have uh, gas and bloating, like, it's probably because of the food you're eating, not so much just because you're a gassy person, you know? Yeah, and that makes sense. I think for, for like, non-athletes that are getting paid millions of dollars, you know, like, I could see the, you know, I see in my parents or friends you know like they don't have to go perform at a high level of doing anything right they just go to that's work. a huge part of it too yeah. yeah yeah so it's like you know i'm gonna have a drink tonight to forget about you know my you know terrible person at the office or whatever like i get that but like i don't get it when you're an elite athlete and the potential of millions of dollars is there and then i and then i wonder like where if they have a really strong understanding of why they're doing it. You know what I mean? Like do, and, and then I go, see, I, I, I always go the um, devil's advocate on myself. <laughs> Maybe I just, I just love the perspective piece and in, in our thoughts, but um, I, I, I don't understand. Like, is it, is it cause you have a really strong understanding of your purpose of, of what you're trying to accomplish more so than someone that's just playing and having a good time or I, that's the part I get, you know, where I'm like, huh, wonder, yeah. I wonder what happens. I wonder why this person that has this, this chance that people would die for and they go out and drink all night or don't sleep or, you know, don't really care about being in the weight room or exercising. I, I don't get that. Yeah. I, I can't um, really identify that because, what keeps like me up at night is if I haven't done the things I know I need to do to get better or to be healthy or to, you know, perform how I'd like to. Um, when I sleep good, most of the time I'm sleeping good because I know that I've done everything in that day that I can, you know, to get me where I want to be. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of at the top of my game and I'd be one of the best outfielders in the league. Like that's the goal. So I can't really, I don't know, but when I do, yeah, when I do try to get into that, um, devil's advocate kind of thinking i just go back to thinking like okay i'm i'm really lucky that my job does um by me living this way it definitely helps my performance in my job if i didn't have this motivation would i still be the same i'd like to think so i don't know 100 percent. i can't say that for certain um based on how i feel now i feel like it's going to be very hard for me to you know when baseball is over just to quit all my healthy habits and you know go back to drink. I mean, never, never big soda guy, but I would never be like staying up late eating popcorn, drinking soda. That's not my, that's not my thing. Cause I know it won't make me yeah. feel good or sleep good. Yeah. Um, yeah, but I think I've been lucky to have people that have taught me, uh, the importance of this stuff and then have seen a direct benefit from practicing them. Um, and yeah, I, I think 
if I play devil's advocate, I think some, some people um, could be just afraid of putting all their eggs into the basket of like, no, I want to be the best I can possibly be and then fail. For me, if I fail, that's the one, that's the way I want to fail is we're like, mm-hmm. dude, I gave everything I had and it didn't work out. Whatever. I'm cool with that. Yeah. I left nothing on the table. That's such a good thought too. I, I almost go like, now that you know how you feel, it's almost like you're a better human. And then because of being a better human, then you're going to be a better player. I don't think it works the other way. I don't think you're just, no, I, agree. I don't think you're just a good player. And then you're, you go home and then that means you're going to be an awesome husband or dad or no. And that, son that's, that's something that's not talked about enough. And I think like you should bring that up a lot is be a, getting a good human and being a good husband or teammate. All those things are precursor to being the best player you can be because um, I've fallen into the part where it's like, no, if you know, I'm happy when I'm playing good, if I'm playing good, I'm not happy. It's like, that's not a good way to live. Mm-hmm. You have to be the other way where, you're like I'm happy with who I am. I love everything I do, and now what I'm doing is going to set me up for the best success on the field, and I can live with the results because I know I'm doing everything I can, and not getting any confidence from you know external achievements. It's all internal. Yep, <clears throat> it's it's so easy. I've seen that you know the players that I played with throughout my time. It, it was always. I can't say always, but for most guys that I, I experienced, it was like, play good, then I'll be a good human, not the other way around. Yeah, yeah. And that's just, you're right. I I mean, I got into this because of because of that, man. I, I, I ultimately just want to help to make better humans, you know? And if you do that, then you create better athletes or whatever they want to do. I just don't think people realize their potential because they're living in this fog. They're living in this, this state of dullness that they don't even know that they're in. And once you see, once you feel a certain way of being eating clean and thinking cleanly and all that, it's like, I think there would be a lot of, I don't know. I think people would be discovering a, a, a different side of themselves and you'd see a, just a different vibe with people in general, people that we know. I agree. You know, I agree. Oh yeah. Um, I remember, so I'm going to name drop a little bit, but, uh, while I was playing with the Braves, um, in 05, I got to see one of John Smoltz. He was still playing and he talked like one time we got to, um, after a game, we were in the clubhouse together while the game was still going on. Cause we had just pitched that game. And, uh, he, he talked about like being able to play and, um, with this aggressive mindset. And then being able to live with this compassionate mindset. And both of them let him sleep well at night and feel like it didn't matter. Like if he was aggressive on the field and he gave up a home run, he could sleep at night. If he was compassionate yeah. outside of, uh, you know, being at the field, then he could, he can arrive at the field in a place of contentment, you know, to where he could leave the, you know, his regular life behind and then go into work and do that and then vice versa. And I just thought that yeah, was I like, that a lot. yeah, it was such a, like I, it's so, that's such a basic thing to hear, but a lot of us don't do that, you know, and, and coming from a hall of famer, I was like, man, I need to do that. Cause I don't sleep at all, at all at night. I take this with me 
constantly. Yeah. And it just gave a really good perspective and something that, you know, I think we can all strive to. I, I agree completely. I think that's, um, that's something that's been difficult for me in the past. And I feel like I over, even though I haven't been playing, I feel like over the last two and a half years, I've gotten a lot better at that. Um, you know, detaching from results. And then also just, um, for me, it's just like my, my stress levels are way down. I'm not, I'm not as stressed anymore. I'm able to relax when I need to be relaxed. Um, and all, for me, it all comes back to like just having more awareness of, you know, whatever I'm trying to do, like what is the intention behind it? Mm-hmm. Like if I'm at home, I want to chill. If I'm at the field, I'm there to work. I'm grinding. I'm getting better. I'm, you know, I need to know what I'm trying to do and then engage fully into that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> I, I think, I think that's like the most difficult thing to capture as a coach for a player is that stress that you're talking about is is typically coming from pre- trying to predict the future, you know, or live for the future. And you don't see that settled feeling like what you just said, like I want to be at home and I want to relax. And when I go to the field, I work. And that you're just talking about living an intentional life, like a mindful life that allows right. you to be in the moment, which is where we're all trying to get ultimately. But you know, that, as a young player, you're like, I want to make the big leagues. I want to, you know, get to arbitration. And it's like, man, those are six years away at least, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. And it takes away from what they're actually doing right now, which that's basically the definition of mindfulness. And it's yeah. such a hard thing to do. Right. And like, you've gone, I, th- I, I guess sort of where I'm going is like, do you, how do you get that self discovery of, um, of kind of like relaxing and, and living in the moment now instead of always looking at the future. Like how, like you've gone through so much, man. Like how do you, I think you're 30, right? Yeah, I just turned 30. Yeah, so like you've gone through quite a bit that's, I mean, you, you kind of said it, like help you get to that spot of just, you know, being really intentional about what you're doing every day. But could 20-year-old you have found that? You know, I think a lot of it has come through um, experience mm-hmm. and just experiencing events in my life, whether they're um, on the field or off the field, especially with uh, injuries. And um, I'm a huge like geek when it comes to self improvement stuff. I read almost entirely about mindset, high performance. Um, a little bit with food and nutrition and, and uh, training and stuff like that. But so what really fascinates me is like the mind and um, just cause I know like the years I've had or when I've been like extremely focused, extremely intentional. Um, and then over the past like year and a half, been able to really dive in more and ask myself a lot of questions and reflect with myself about, you know, when things are going good, what I'm, what am I doing when, and being really honest with yourself. I think that's the hardest part for a lot of people is like, you know, it's okay to say like, Oh man, I was terrible yesterday or I had a terrible year that year and just being okay with it and not feeling it's, it's going to hurt your ego. You're just, you're just saying what's actually happened. Um, and then addressing what adjustments need to be made. Um, I think that's been huge and um, just trying to learn and grow and get better every day. I think, I think helps a lot. And I think that, like you said, um, always living in the future 
was definitely an issue of mine. I think it's re- it really helped me uh, to a certain extent because I always prepared so well because I was always focused on where I wanted to get to and where I wanted to go. But then it also takes away from where you're currently at. And um, that's one thing that the, the injuries helped me the most were staying in my step and not getting too far ahead of myself on um, – you know, when I'm going to be able to do this or when I'm able to do that, I had to just really surrender to what the physical therapist was saying and my timeline and just try to own all the other things. Um, other than, cause I, for me, my, my outlet has always been physical activity. That's what like is my biggest stress reliever is like getting a good lift in or hitting and sprinting and throwing. And I love doing all those things. And, you know, when I have a back surgery, it was like, you can't do any of those things for at least a couple months. So how do I get through those couple months? I was like, all right, well, I need to learn how to be really happy without those things. So for me, it was like started meditating more, started going on a lot of walks, um, finding ways to to get my energy out that didn't involve a lot of physical activity. And um, I feel like it just heightened the mindfulness and awareness for me to another level I've never experienced before because I didn't have those physical outlets of stress, you know, relieving, working out whether, you know, to get rid of some anger or stress relief, a good, get a good pump in. I couldn't do that. So I had to find different ways. And it really helped me kind of, I would say like reset my nervous system and just learn to be relaxed and in the moment and do everything I can do today to set myself up for tomorrow, but not constantly looking ahead at the finish line. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's really beneficial for guys to you know, have goals and have a vision of where you want to go and visualize yourself doing those things, but not get too far away from today, you know? Yeah. And that, and that's sort of that physicality that you talked about, just like, you know, really you would, before your injuries, you would just like, you know, sound like you, like, like most guys, right. They work really hard and for a future outcome and something you and I have kind of bonded on is that uh, breath work. And that's sort of where I think, a lot of a lot of players can go to now to to have there is some physicality in breathing um and vision right so like if, if we understand those things and we can get a guy to do that at a young age that brings some intention to their physicality in the moment and they have a feeling of right now what's happening in their body and that's why i've really kind of connected with with breath work and how it can open up the gateway to mindset is because you're actually working on something that informs your mindset, informs your physiology, uh, to where you don't have to go and and help me with this, you know, like maybe this, maybe you have a different take on this, but like maybe that's, that's sort of a, a key or a, an opener at a young age, instead of having to go through the injuries or the experiences, uh, and then getting older before you find those things out. That's kind of what, like a lot of guys that I've been talking to now are, are like really identifying with the breath work and like how they can't breathe correctly or why they haven't been breathing right. And then when they do it, they're like, whoa, okay, like I do feel differently. Like just some, just like as simple as like taping their mouth when they're sleeping. Guys are like, yeah, dude, that was, that's the best I've ever slept. <laughs> you know, and it's like, yeah. yeah, yeah, that, that, that's what it's supposed to feel like. But do you see any, what do you think about that? Cause I, I've been kind of going down that road with younger players and going, maybe this is how we bring more awareness to uh, their mindset or, or being more mindful about what they're doing. I like it. I think um, 
it's spot on. And I think, you know, whether you read, um, you know, yogic philosophy or people who talk about yoga a lot or, or meditation or even spiritual practice, a lot of this stuff is goes back to the breath, right? And breathing. So you can't deny how big of a role it plays. Um, for me, yeah. And I, I think the earlier guys can started it, that's great. Just for me, it was something that, um, I'd, I'd, I'd been in and out of meditation for the, since for the last nine years, since I was like 20, probably. Um, but I never really saw a huge benefit until the last like five years or so. And I think consistency was an issue and focus during it. And then just understanding it more, right? Like the more you hear about it and the better you get at it, you start to see it helping you more and more. Um, and I think that everybody should try it and everybody should try to, there's just so many benefits from focusing on your breathing and doing meditation that everyone should do it. Athletes and just normal population included. But, um, it's still all, all I think all these things together are really powerful than just doing one, right? Like yep. doing a really good, having a really good training regimen is great, but if you're not recovering well, then you know it's not really helping you. So, yeah. Having them all together is really important. And I wouldn't rank one over the other, but if you're, if you're, and I'm not someone who's breathed really incorrectly. So I can't say, I'm sure some guy with this story like Harvey who breathed really incorrectly, he changes that. It, it can be completely mind blowing. And I'm sure he's, he'll attest to that. Like it changes life, you know, In, instantly you get so much healthier. You probably get better workouts. You have better stamina. Um, that's never happened to me, but if you're someone who has those issues and you fix them, I'm sure it's life changing. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I think, you know, a lot of us do breathe wrong. I know I, I breathe wrong and I, and I, I'd had no awareness of that until, until I paid attention to it. Um, it was always such a generic thing just to take a deep breath, but now it, it definitely has more meaning to it. But again, it goes back to just like the intention. I, I think I saw you, um, do you have like a, a climbing wall at your house or something? No, it's at the, my trainer does at his gym. Yeah. Yeah. I saw what that was that on Instagram or something that I saw you climbing. Yeah. He, yeah. He'll post a lot of stuff about um, yeah. climbing. He's huge on that. Yeah. And it's, it's so cool, you know, just like movements like that when you, I climbed a little bit back in the day, but you know, you, you don't, really understand your body and you in your movements and your flexibility and mobility and your breath until you do some stuff like that, right? Balance using your diaphragm. Oh my God. Yeah. And I had no idea until this off season and then I <laughs> okay. loved it and I would do it once a week with him. Um, because you have to be so aware of every part of your body, your balance, your strength, how close you are to the wall, um, everything. And it's, it's really, it takes a lot of focus. Um, and that was a really cool, you know, like adjustment I made in my training that I feel like yeah. was really fun. And it, I saw, especially too, what people don't talk about, like the core strength you have to have to be a good climber is mm -hmm. ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. And then you don't even remember that you're breathing a right. lot of time. If you're, especially if you get up a little bit, if you're bouldering or something, you're up kind of high and then, you know, you're just totally, you know, just right. totally like gripping onto something with like three fingers. And then you look down and you're 12 <laughs> feet up. It's like, Oh, I'm not, I haven't breathed in a minute, <laughs> you know, it's like, right. but, 
a lot of that's, but the cool thing about climbing and, you know, balance, balancing and all that, that's all diaphragmatic stuff, right? That's all your diaphragm working. And when we use our bodies in that way, we're, we're understanding our breath and then how, how we move in a more efficient way. And it's just kind of cool to, to think about like such a simple thing, right? We the breathing diaphragm and then correlating that with how we move. It's like, that's such a simple thing, but we don't really train that unless you're doing, yeah. some, you know, like climbing, you, you, you're, you're training it, whether you like it or not. Um, when you're under hundred, uh, heavy stress under the, in the gym or whatever you're training, like you're doing those things. But when you actually bring intention to the breath under heavy stress, then you're actually training it. And yeah, we just, I can attest to like my squat and, and, and trap bar deadlift mm -hmm. weights go way up when I'm yeah. focusing on my breathing yeah. and I brace correctly, yeah. you know, and I fill up my entire core like a cylinder and push all my way down. Like it's a big difference. Yeah. Do you do any stuff with vision, like vision work? Um, not off the top of my head. It's something that I want to start adding in. I like doing it. Um, I've, I've messed around with stuff at the field before, like we're in the dugout. Mm -hmm. I'll, I'll stare at um, usually like a sign on the outfield wall or up, up in the stands and then just try to notice everything around, yeah. like in my peripheral vision. Mm -hmm. um, but I want to mess with some of the, the vision stuff. Um I recently heard, heard on Huberman's podcast about how he talks about how you have to train your vision um, and train focus, like just staring at, <laughs> he's talking about just staring at a spot on his computer. When he feels like he's um, losing focus, he'll just stare for two minutes at a specific spot on his computer screen or the book he's reading. And he says it really helps um, train your, your focus by yeah. your vision. So yeah. I want to start doing that. Thanks for introducing me to that guy too, man. That's like kind of changed a lot of things for me as well. Dude, um, this guy's this guy's stuff is amazing. Like I'm I'm pushing him on everybody I, I meet. I'm like, <laughs> you gotta listen to this stuff. It's it's seriously incredible. Um, yeah. Something that he said on there the other day was, you know, if you have if you train your peripheral vision, then um they're they're finding that you have better motor uh motor reflexes or quicker quicker reflexes is what it was. And I'm like, wow, that that's pretty incredible. Like it triggers your nervous system when you can have peripheral vision under stress, then your body is quicker. Like, yeah, that's amazing. I mean, I, I, I've been dreaming of ways how that could help hitters. Yeah. You know, or a shortstop or whatever it is, man, like that would be, and, and you can tell, you know, you can think back about when you're playing and, how dilated your eyes get and how single focused you get with your vision. And, and then of course you, your breathing starts getting quicker. Um, and then knowing that that slows your body down, that's, you know, I don't think we had that awareness before and it's kind of cool to know that. Yeah. For your listeners, what do you think a good, um, have you thought of any like exercises to do for that? And like off the top of my head, I was just thinking like, and if you're balancing on one leg mm -hmm. and you're focusing on something out in the distance and someone in front of you, you're not focusing on the person in front of you and he has a tennis ball. You're focusing on something else and you have to flip you that tennis ball and you have to catch it without focusing mm -hmm. your vision directly on the tennis ball. Mm -hmm. Would that train what you're talking about? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's, that's, I, you're using your peripheral vision to make mm -hmm. the catch when you're actually looking at something else. Right. Yeah. 
Yeah, I think there's like yeah. endless amounts of things you can do. So like the farmer carries um, after like a okay. after like a hypoxic breath and then or a, a hypoxic breath hold and then farmer carries as long as you can walk and then train your vision, your perif- peripheral vision while you're under that stress. Ooh, I like that. Yeah, that that's cool. Um, you know, stuff with like, got you know, baseball players, you could like get, you know, stand in front of a wall and like use your fist to punch a ball at the at the wall to see how long you can keep it in the air um and you can train your uh your breath that way but for peripheral vision anytime you can like be under stress and then uh you know train the periphery so like an ice tub you can do it then right like you're working your your vision and your breath at the same time uh yeah mountain climbers you know or uh sorry bear crawls um, okay. with, with nasal breathing only and having peripheral vision that way. I mean, there's, there's, you can dream up anything really and do it. It's kind of fun. I, cool. I just got one of those balance beams. Those like, it's like a dowel basically. Um, yeah. and been walking on that while trying to look straight ahead. Holy cow, man. That's. that's oh, I haven't tried that. I left mine at home. So I'm bringing Might mine. Cool. Yeah. yeah. I like, that. I made one from home depot. Uh, Cause I didn't want to spend like the hundred dollars on the full collector <laughs> Dude, for one. <laughs> and, and you could afford it. I can't. So, and I bought it. So <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's just, a, I'm sure you'll get your use out of it. Yeah. I was just like, no, I can't, I can't succumb to their, that big yeah. upcharge for a, oh, dude. yeah, it probably cost $6 or something, but <laughs> it cost me, I did, I made my own metal and it cost 22 or something like that, but yeah. Well, good for sure. Yours look. I'm sure yours looks a lot cooler. Yeah, you'll see it here in a couple of weeks. But yeah, yeah. Um, well, good man. Hey, I'm stoked for you in this year, and um, you know you're feeling good now, and I'm hearing nothing but good things about you, and and I you sound great and ready to go. So it's going to be exciting. Thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah, yeah, I'm excited. Yeah, cool. Well, we'll keep this conversation going when we when I get down there and see what happens. Awesome. All Looking right, th- forward to it. All right. Thanks, Mitch. Yeah. Thank you. All right.